Welcome to Tech Talk Live, a resource produced by Vision Forward. Low vision and blindness technology, tips, tricks, and information presented in a way that makes sense. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. And hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to this wonderful, wonderful sunny day here in Milwaukee. I mean, I don't know what it's like where you all are, but here it is very beautiful. It was even better yesterday. It was even better Crazy yesterday. Crazy nice yesterday. Amazing. Spring has sprung, finally. It has. And uh, we are here. And, and it's going to snow tomorrow. It's going to snow tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, we are here in Tech Talk Live to bring you another show full of fun and frolics. You know, I guarantee that nothing's going to go wrong in this episode because very unlikely. right up to this point, mm. nothing has gone right. <laughs> this is very true. There is a sound effect that describes exactly what type of morning we've been having here. Yes. Corey, if you would. Yep. That pretty much sums up our day so yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, uh, our production computer wouldn't work. Nope. Uh, nope. So we had a scramble. Mm -hmm. Then the cameras were didn't charge. Yep. Then the picture quality was pretty bad. Mm. And then Don't forget the green screen fell the off the wall. The green screen fell off the wall. That was exciting. And you were you're wearing a green sweater. I'm wearing a green sweater. Um, Never a good thing in front of a green screen. Uh, our Zoom meeting uh there there was there was we got kicked off at one point yep. and then yeah so anyways <laughs> hello everybody hi and hopefully the rest of the show is going to run smoothly really to be honest i'm amazed that we managed to get live for today's yeah. show considering all of the obstacles if you have anything important to say say it now quickly <laughs> the meeting could uh, <laughs> explode at any at any moment really and good. uh talking of important things i do see somebody has already put a joke into the chat so thank you very much for that we do appreciate jokes in the chat as well as obviously any uh, chat in the <laughs> yeah, chat as yeah. well um so uh, today's topic is going to be traveling domestically and internationally when you have a vision impairment now unfortunately very shortly before the show Corey <laughs> did inform me that he has not actually traveled internationally before by by plane by plane by I, I car apologize, and by, by plane. feet i have he did tell me he'd walked to mexico so sure. i don't know uh if not that from was wisconsin okay not from wisconsin I, I don't know if he was trying to escape the law at that point or <laughs> what was happening uh and then also there was a car journey to uh, canada, canada as well. yeah. yeah um so hopefully we can uh we can get but so. I have done a number, a, a lot of domestic Indeed. travel uh, independently with no one else. Uh, I guess that's sort of, well, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, on my own uh, with a visual impairment. Exactly. So I got something to Yes. To, and, to and that's add. the main idea. How, how do we independently travel safely and not only safely, but also having a wonderful time while we're going? <laughs> yes. Now, I myself, I will be traveling to uh, England in May. So I booked my flights, the first Ooh. the first journey back to England since uh, the dreaded virus struck. Yeah. So I'm uh, interested to Where see how that's going to be. So I'm flying from uh, O'Hare, mm -hmm. yeah. indeed, and I'm going to be flying to um, London Heathrow. Is it a non? Well, yep, non I mean, once, you get, once you get over the ocean, it's sort of nonstop. But mm, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, it's a nine-hour journey. So nine uh, hours, and it's overnight Ooh. as well. The red-eye flight. If anybody else has been on a red-eye flight, go ahead and put your experiences into the chat because my personal experiences with red-eye flights have always been sucky. See, I would think it would be a good. I mean, uh, you would not. Naturally, you'd be tired and you'd want to sleep, but I, I can't yeah. imagine 
being able to sleep on a plane, the so thing. then it, you just land exhausted. Exactly. It depends on the type of person you are. If you're the me type of person, every <laughs> single jolt of the plane makes you convinced that the plane is just about to plummet oh, down you're, you're, you're not, to the you ground. Don't like flying. I, d I don't like flying. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I don't have a phobia of it. I'm sure. not deathly afraid of it. I just uh, don't like it, and so I can't sleep on a flight. But uh, yeah, some people can uh, can do that a lot better. Sure so, can. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you have some pharmaceuticals which help you with relaxation, Good. then uh, Good those help. could be helpful as well. That is one of our tips today. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yes, so uh, yes, I, I figured because COVID is seems to be um, kind of, you know, reaching its end, fingers crossed, touch wood and all of that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the weather is improving, at least here in uh, the United States or here in uh, in the Midwest, at mm -hmm. least for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I thought people might want to be getting out and about, but, yeah. uh, you know, maybe need some tips about how to how to do that in the best and way. A, and a lot of what we'll talk about doesn't have to be, we, we will be focusing a lot on probably airports in, in that kind of travel, but there will be a, a lot of things that could be helpful I I for car rides and things, you know, yeah. and just Any type of travel in general. So, all right. Um, so let's do some jokes here. Now we do have a couple in the chat uh, to start off with. Okay. I, I, uh, I did have one from Douglas. If you're listening, Douglas, thank you for sending us one. Well, he is good um, at supplying them. Yeah. So I'll see if I can pull that up on my phone. Um, but, I mean, I uh, don't want to, you know, I don't want to discourage Douglas from sending in jokes, but they, 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 they haven't been the greatest <laughs> either. They are, they are somewhat lacking in quality. It could be said. <laughs> Not um, that there any better though. But you know, sense of humor is all relative. So really maybe, is. maybe for him, they are the best jokes he's ever heard. Um, okay, let me read one from the chat to begin with. I don't Go see the it. one from Douglas here to begin uh, to start. But uh, from the chat here, from Dave, we have the following: What is Irish and spends all summer? Outside. Speaking of today, Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Is that today? That's why there's an Irish joke in there. Yeah. yeah okay. Today. Saint Very Patrick's topical, Day. Dave. I'm Repeat. impressed. I got myself. I, I saw, heard Irish and then yep. said St. Patrick's Day and then stopped listening. Started to dreaming joke. of Guinness. Yeah, and I, it was all yes. over. Yeah. Um, okay. From Dave Hyde. What is Irish and spends all summer outside? Mm. I do not know. Clover. Nope. Leprechaun. No, you're being very stereotypical Irish. I am very potatoes. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know. The answer. Get your fingers ready on the sound effects for oh, however yeah. you feel about this one. The answer is patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good one. That's a very like good that one. one. Yeah, good job, Dave. Uh, excellent. Okay, from Paula Bartel. What oh, do you call? Paul, yeah. Well, what Paul has been really waiting. Man, Paul, Paul and Paula. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure, he's sure, been sure, talking sure. this one. So this okay. is gonna it probably is gonna be one of the funniest jokes ever. Well, let's see. Let's <laughs> let's find out. All From right. Paula, what do you call a magician who loses his magic? I can see the answer here. I don't understand it. I'm hoping that you will. Uh, oh wait, I see it now. Very clever. This is actually a very loses his magic. Oh, a magician who loses uh, his magic. Ian. Ah, yeah. Sound effects, please. I don't think I would have got. Whoops, ah. I hit the wrong button. That's what I meant. Paula has been waiting for the yeah. last. And I, like, I don't year. know that I would have nailed it unless you said, "Oh, now I see it," and then it made me think, "Lost magic, remove magic." Yeah. You, that was amazing. Good. I'm very impressed with you, Thank uh, you. for that Thank one. Thank you. And a good joke there, Paula. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I can't find the joke well, here. Well, I've got one. Uh, oh, wait, wait. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You did? Found. Okay, good. Go for it. 
Uh, okay, this is one of them. I thought this one was particularly bad. <laughs> okay. I think we got sent two, but I'll just read Good. this one to start with. Okay. Anybody knows the answer, please put it in the chat, as usual. The question is, what do Smokey the Bear and Attila the Hun have in common? What do Smokey the Bear and Attila the Hun have in common? Anybody knows? Apart from Douglas, obviously that would be cheating. Um, Anybody else knows? Please put it in the chat here. Yeah. Only you can. Smokey the bear and the tail of the hun. No, good, good, it's good. Smokey buns. Smokey, <laughs> smokey the hun. I don't know. <laughs> the answer is, they have the same middle name. Oh jeez. <laughs> That's actually sound really good. Sound effect, please. <laughs> I love that one, actually. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, Doug, you got a, um, you got a, a, a rim shot there. Yeah, that so one's very actually impressive. A good, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that one. All right. And we have our own joke as well, just to wrap up the joke section. I feel like these, these sections are getting more, get more elaborate. So this, one was, on. uh, this one's from one of our staff members, <laughs> Susan. I found this pretty funny. I, I can't remember exactly how she said it, but we're, we may change a little bit. But why did the chicken get kicked out of school? I don't know. Why did the chicken hmm. get kicked out of school? If anybody knows, please put it in the chat. Why did the chicken get chicken kicked out school. of school? Is it because he was stupid? No, okay. we don't kick people out for being <laughs> stupid. We'd have a very... Um, is it because he... You know, such thing as stupid questions. Fair, fair point, fair point. Um, was it because he was inappropriately behaving? No, it's okay. not because he was... Okay. Uh, okay. It was yeah. He wasn't defeathered. Okay, <laughs> give it to us. The answer is he yeah. used foul language. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna get myself that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed those <laughs> terrible jokes. And uh, yes, let's get on with our conversation here about travel. And just to reiterate, if you do have. Uh, anything to put into the chat regarding please. your travel experiences then please feel free we already do have something from dawn which i will read in a second but Good. um yes please do feel free to put things in the chat and also um if people haven't noticed we do have a schedule available now um it is vision-forward.org forward slash tech talk live and from mm -hmm. there you will find a link to the schedule so if you did want to see what was coming up on the show then obviously that's going to be the place to go to. And we also do have resources as well for each show. So every show has its own um, document available with uh, you know different resources on it. So again, you can access those through vision-forward.org forward slash tech talk live. And uh, yes, with that being said, um, let me just start with Dawn's comment here about yeah, her travel experience. Sure. So Dawn says, I fly with my seeing eye dog. I was told to stay away from England in 2018 with all the rules and regulations to avoid challenges. Now, that was before COVID, so I wonder what was happening so in that's 2018. Typically, that's surrounding <coughs> dog guides. That makes so sense. So anytime you are traveling with a dog guide, I have a dog guide as well. I'm not, like, like we said at the top of the show, though, I haven't traveled internationally, but I yep. do know that uh, each country has their own rules for bringing in dog guides and what those quarantine uh, periods are. A lot of times um, when you bring in an animal, you have to stay in your hotel for X amount of days. Mm -hmm. uh, so they all have, each country is gonna have a different quarantine uh, time period and different re uh, regulations. So okay. if you're gonna travel, uh, uh, if you're going to travel internationally and you are gonna be bringing your dog guide, you absolutely wanna do your research ahead of time because you may need to make other arrangements for, for, for travel or you may just decide that bringing your dog's just not appropriate for that mm -hmm. trip for whatever reason. 
um, you know, depending again, depending on what their rules and regulations are. So uh, Dawn goes on to say, I booked reservations reservations a year in advance uh, with American Airlines to Paris, seat one L, and I'm not sure exactly where that would be on the plane, but it sounds like it'd be in a good spot. Seat one For L, sure, probably, yeah. Uh, it was like having a kennel in front of my legs for my seeing eye dog, and I could lay down flat, sounding very nice. Mm. Uh, food at airports and on the airplane helped to sleep. Don, you are living a life of luxury, which I have yeah. never experienced. My yeah. experiences flying to England, which I was doing every year before COVID, um, were, are the following. Get on the plane, very cramped. <laughs> yeah. Food is awful. Yeah. Can't sleep for the entire flight. Yeah. Um, and uh, then when you get to England, of course, uh, you land what would be, for example, four o'clock in the morning um, Midwest time is 10 o'clock in the morning. And you have to stay awake all day because yeah, if you sure. don't, then your body clock doesn't get sorted. Yeah, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. But I'm glad you had a nice uh, trip there, yeah. Don. Sounds, like, uh, sounds like it worked out well for you. Um, cool. All right. So we have a bit of a kind of uh, kind of workflow here mm -hmm. that we're going to be working with. We're going to basically go through uh, the whole process from beginning to end of kind of, you know, getting to the airport or wherever you want to be, ways to navigate around the airport, or I guess it'd be applicable to other things as yeah. well, like bus stations, whatever it might yeah. be. Um, using flight tracker apps, um, pre-boarding, entertainment options, and um, GPS when you want to explore the place that you got to, and a food delivery apps as well. So yeah. you can get some food while you're there. So why don't we start off here with some ideas for how to get to uh, our place of travel. Um, so Corey, you put rideshare apps here. What kind of rideshare apps have you got to experience so this, with? This, you know, and so this is really thinking about getting yourself to the airport or to the bus company or to the tr uh, bus station or to the train station, whatever it is, right? Um, and this obviously can be used getting yourself to the airport, but then also when you land or get, you know, arrive in your destination. Um, a lot of times, you know, utilizing Lyft or Uber is a great way for you to then get from, uh, you know, get from one place to another. Um, they have, you know, these rideshare apps and these rideshare services have become so prevalent now that airports have designated uh, pickup and drop off areas, mm -hmm. making it a little bit, it's, you know, in some cases it can make it pretty easy. Other cases it can make it a little bit difficult depending on where those uh, pickup areas are. They're mm. not always um, located in a spot that's super easy to find. Sometimes there's a bit of a long walk. And, you know, you're still going to face a lot of the same rideshare issues you face when you're at home here, making sure it's, you know, the, the vehicle has pulled up. Is it the right vehicle? Those are all there. But in my opinion, they're also magnified in the, in the fact that now you've got, you know, potentially hundreds of people all waiting for rideshare vehicles. And so, um, making sure you're getting the right one yeah, that can be difficult. Yeah. 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 So I guess you have to, if you're not sure, then you'd have to speak to the person in the vehicle. Um, yeah, just to check because they should have your name. And what I typically do is um, two things, um, because I I, I I always you know safety is important getting in yep. and out of, of especially getting into rideshare apps. Mm -hmm. And so one thing you know you don't want to say um, you know for example if I get a, a rideshare when I open the door I don't say ride for Corey because they're just going to say yes. Right. Right. right? right yeah. So I typically so say, what name do you have? Exactly. Who yes. are you picking up? Yes. Or 
I will say, you know, what is your name? Because in, mm -hmm. in the app, you get the person's name ahead of time. Yeah, so those are two idea. good ways to just confirm you're getting in the right one. Now, we should also mention that uh, Ira, the Ira app, mm -hmm. uh, which people may be familiar with, it's a, uh, it's a, a sighted assistant uh, app where mm -hmm. you can get um, somebody to assist you by using your, your device's camera. And um, I think, so they can, they can call. Now, are these linked with Uber or is it Lyft? Or um, I think it's both. Okay. I know for sure it, it, I used to use it with Lyft. And mm -hmm. so they could, if you, in the app, if you put in, log in with your Lyft or Uber credentials, they can then request the ride for you, yes. and then they have access, like you know, to to the driver's name and, and right. All so that they stuff. and they will be able to help you get into the correct vehicle correct. if you don't yeah. feel comfortable kind of doing that process yeah. yourself. So and uh, you can do uh, free five minute calls with them, right? So do you think that would be sufficient or no? Uh, it'd be sufficient to to call oh, the Uber, yes, but it wouldn't yes. be obviously to wait for them. Yeah. Um, as we're talking about Ira, do we do we do we want to sort of jump ahead or you know to to when you get to your your bus station or your airport because obviously Ira plays can play a big role there too, or do we want to sort of yeah before we do that yeah. I wonder if you decided to catch a bus to the airport for example mm -hmm. if that's where you're going mm -hmm. um, do you use any particular apps for checking kind of public transportation schedules? Um, um, I prefer I think everybody you know a lot of um, a lot of counties and cities have have created their own uh, public transit, right. you know. But I use uh, Milwaukee Transit has their own here, which is good. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I also use the app Move It, uh, ah. and I believe it's M. Oh, I think it's M U V I T, if I remember correctly, or is okay. it M O V I T? I think it might be M O. I think. I think no, yeah. There yeah. might not. Be, I know there's no E on it. Okay. Uh, but that's a great app because it uh, does real time. It also shows you all of the stops within the uh, the route, but then it'll also give you kind of a heads up. So a lot of times, what I'll do. Uh, when I use it on the buses, I'll end up picking the stop before the stop I want as my destination. Mm -hmm. And then it, it'll give you a couple warnings ahead of time. Awesome. Now you can pick the one, you know, you can pick your actual stop and it still will give you, I just like the little extra time. Yeah, it gives you a bit of extra time um, to get ready to, to get up and everything. Exactly. Especially if exactly. you're carrying bags with you, like, you know, mm -hmm. let's say you're going to the airport and you want to make sure that you get off in time or whatever, yep. um, then you need time to get your bags and stuff like that. Yep. Um, cool. And all of those apps that we've been talking about are accessible um, through uh, screen readers, you know. So that's uh, correct. Yeah. So yep. you have been using a an iPhone traditionally, so mm -hmm. uh, using VoiceOver with those as well. A couple of uh, comments in the chat here, which I would like to read out. Um, so one says Dean Dean. I think maybe just Dean mm -hmm. um, uh, says, for your information, when traveling out of the US with a service animal, it is important that your dog be fully up to date on his or her vaccines oh, yeah, uh, sure. and also microchipped. Uh, otherwise, you won't be allowed back into the country. And they go on to say, this happened to me. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I'm surprised they let you leave to yeah. go into a country without proper vaccination. I mean, I feel like it would be much that, better to be stopped from leaving rather than being stuck at your yeah, destination. Yeah, yeah, for Although sure. Although, I guess if, you're, if your destination yeah. is the Bahamas, maybe it's okay. Jamaica or something. <laughs> yeah. It might not be so bad. But maybe it's yeah, fine. Then. Absolutely. That's um, a good point. Yeah, but I'm sorry to hear about your experience. And thank you for the, for the tip there. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's very useful. Uh, Dawn says, your international vet should refer you to the USDA that should review all rules and certify all paperwork 
etc. So sure. yes, if you have a service animal, there is this whole other layer of complication regarding yeah, uh, sure. rules and regulations. Sure. So I guess that then moves to uh, gets to the point of you know, do I need to take my service animal with me, or yeah. would it make more sense to leave the leave the animal? Um, at I've home? I've I've met you know I've talked with people who've done both who've mm -hmm. decided no I absolutely want it, and others who said it just. What didn't make sense. It yeah. wasn't feasible. That's going to be your mm -hmm. own individual mm -hmm. choice. And uh, Anisio says the app is called Moveit. M O O V I T. Oh, I we, were, we, were uh, we knew there there was no e, but <laughs> yeah, double O. That's yeah. the, I knew it was a goofy one. Thank it, you. It was made for the cows. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so we have hopefully got to our travel destination. Yeah, and that was the easy part so far. That was the easy and part. Now, now the adventure really begins, getting yeah. dropped off at the station, whatever it is. Yeah, right? so, okay, number one, um, your personal experiences here, Corey. Yeah. You had mentioned that, let's say you get in your ride share. Yep. You have gone to the airport. Yep. Great. Okay, we're at the airport, but now we're not really close to the terminal where no, we yeah. need to be. Or there's a bit of a journey involved here. You got to check your bag in. You got to get through security. Right. You've got yeah. Let's just talk about first of all though, getting to the right terminal. Sure. Okay. Um, so what's your tips on so that? So I've I've done it. I, so I've done it in two ways. Uh, I, actually, I guess I've technically done it th three different ways. Okay. Was, I, the third one was traveling with somebody. Let's just stop there a second. And you may travel That is perfectly somebody. valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then you, then if they're an individual who's sighted, and you can do sighted guide and make it through yep. it. Now, the two yep. ways when I, when I travel independently, and I shouldn't say independently because that's not the right word. When I travel uh, by myself, mm -hmm. um, I've done it in two ways. First, I will get dropped off. Uh, and there's always a bunch of people coming in. And so you can always just ask somebody really quickly, you know, is this the door for American Airlines? And then you, you walk in and there is always staff there waiting. Yep. And when you have a service animal or you're using a cane, it's you know, a very good chance that they are going to come up to you and assist you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you can get assistance to the desk to get your, your boarding pass and check any bags if you want to. Now, a lot of it's, you know, now it's a little more automated, so you're doing yeah. things in the machine, but you don't have to. You can still kind of go up to the desk and, and yeah, do it. Yeah, that's because uh, when, I, when I fly to England, they always have the kiosks mm -hmm. where you can do the self-check-in and, uh, and print off your tickets yep. and all of that stuff. Um, but I'm, I don't think any of that is, is accessible at all. It's not, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And, and there is, you know, we'll talk in a moment, there is another reason why you might might want to go up and talk to somebody as well too mm -hmm. but so you know asking somebody there for assistance uh, is the way I've done it in the past so then I get to the boarding and I ask hey I need assistance to my gate uh, and then they have you know employees from the airport who walk you know coming and do sighted guide uh, quick little side jag I'm gonna get on a bit of a soapbox but honestly it's really up to you this is, uh, there's no judgment you can do whatever you want but a lot of times when the volunteer comes to assist you to your gate they're gonna come with a wheelchair mm -hmm. a lot of times they're gonna want to force you into that wheelchair that's up to you. you you do what you want to do I'm a firm believer I don't need the wheelchair I mm -hmm. thank you for bringing it you not you know I understand you might not know so you bring it mm -hmm. I've had many stories and have had my own experience where like, no, you have to. No, huh. I do not have to. So if you don't feel comfortable, you don't want to sit in the wheelchair, don't sit in the wheelchair. You can do human guide, you can do sighted guide. That's mm. not a problem. I wonder what, they, what the reasoning behind them saying, I mean, I guess it's They try to say it's a safety thing. It's, yeah, you know, is it though, really? That's I mean, what, I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. And I think in some cases, 
it's probably easier for them in the fact that they may not really be super comfortable with sighted guide or human guide. But mm -hmm. don't take it if you don't want to. And if you want to, that that's completely up to you. It's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. you get assistance through, you know, you get assistance through security and you get assistance to your gate, uh, to, to your terminal, to your gate. So mm -hmm. that, and that's a pretty, uh, I've done that many, many times. Um, I've also uh, tried it in uh, another way too, where I don't get a volunteer and I simply ask somebody walking by, mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of just keep moving. And then when I, you know, I'll just keep asking people as I'm going, "Is this terminal A? You know, can you quickly just show me where gate is? You know, because sure, I've sure. gotten myself pretty close." Yeah. Um, I don't mind doing that route. That 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 one works as well too. It's a little can be a little bit more. Uh, a little more pressure because you got to find somebody and stop them, and a lot of times they could be trying to hurry to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. So there, there's pluses and minuses to just not using an airport employee and just using a volunteer. The other way I've done it is using Ira. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about ago about Ira being a visual interpreter sighted assistance app. Mm -hmm. Connect with a trained agent; they have access to your camera and microphone. Um, and I, so I have done it 100% with Ira from the moment I got dropped off, you know, from the Uber, went through secure, went through everything. I sent, you know, sent Ira through security. So you take your, take the, the phone off. And at that point, uh, Ira still had glasses. So you could do hands free, send them through the, the so, metal. So they just yeah. see themselves yeah, slowly they, they, moving they go, on the yeah. conveyor belt. They go through the <laughs> conveyor belt and then you pop it back on when you're getting in. And, and, I, and, it, and, and the first time I traveled that way, it was it really changed. It, it was such a, a life-changing event for me. Mm -hmm. um, being able to just walk and hear what's going on. Hey, there's a Starbucks on your right. Hey, there's a Hudson News. Yeah, you know, yeah. Do you want to? Oh, I'm going to grab a soda, you mm -hmm. know. Um, then when you get to your gate and find it, you're usually a couple hours sitting there waiting. And it was very, uh, to me, it was super... Um, it, it, it was very powerful to be like, at any point, if I want to get up and go find a snack or a yeah, restaurant or yeah, a bathroom, yeah, yeah. I could do it without trying to find a volunteer or asking somebody, hey, can you show me where the restroom is? That's a, that's um, a really cool a really cool point. Now, yeah. you know, now Ira not having hands-free, it makes life yes. a little bit harder. Yes. Now, there are ways to do it hands-free. You can get yourself some phone cases that, that you can wear around your neck mm -hmm. and things to make it a little more hands-free. I do miss the glasses uh, yeah. that Ira provided, mm -hmm. uh, but I will say, you know, using uh, Ira or or something like that really did change the way I, you know, traveled in an airport. Yeah, and for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the way that Ira used to work, there used to be a pair of glasses with a camera on them, and mm -hmm. you would be able to connect to the uh, the sighted uh, employee. Um, you know, through those glasses. So it's kind of cool because now you're hands-free and you're just walking around and the camera is obviously pointing wherever your head is mm -hmm. pointing. Yeah. Um, so I could see how that would be super useful. But now they don't have that, so you'd have to hold your phone or get something to well, hang it around. One thing I found very interesting, and anyone who independently, whoever's traveling, if it, anyone traveling on their own through airports have probably uh, experienced this as well, is I was absolutely shocked how many people came up to me when i was when i was in when i was moving you know without a sighted guide because mm -hmm. you know if i'm doing it in a, if i'm doing it on my own uh without ira i'll, I'll stop sometimes kind of listen get a, a layout of the land and then keep moving or with ira sometimes they'll say stop look to your right mm -hmm. 
Now, obviously, a lot of times, you know, the, the sighted individuals walking by can't hear that you're having sure, a conversation. Sure. Yeah. So constantly, do you need help, sir? Do you need help, sir? Sir, do you need help? And, and which is super nice. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I will, you know, at times it gets very distracting, though. Like, sure, no, no, sure. no, just leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to listen and travel. But you, you, you really are amazed on how many people are like, oh my gosh, there is a, a blind person walking on their own. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. ask them if they need assistance. And yeah. I appreciate it. I, I absolutely wouldn't want it the other way. I mean, you, I you almost need, you know how uh, with the service animals, you have a thing on them that says, do not pet yes. work, working animal or whatever. Yeah. You almost need something like that to be saying, yeah. no, I am I am doing this independently. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> don't, don't talk unless I look lost. <laughs> but it is pretty amazing how many people will. But this also shows you, how you could, you know, how you could travel without an employee from the airport because yeah. so many people will stop and ask you. 100%. Um, uh, Anicio says um, about regarding the uh, wheelchairs, says that they put the luggage in your wheelchair. So... Yeah, but at that point, by the time they bring the wheelchair, though, you've already checked your bags and it's just so your carry-on. Carry which yeah. you would carry, if it's a backpack, which yeah. it most likely would be. I mean, yeah. I just don't. I, they bring the wheelchair because they don't know. Yeah. Right? They don't know wh who's coming. Mm -hmm. They don't know who they're coming to pick up. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's just sometimes they are just, they are bound to use that wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I brought so it I'm, all I'm using yeah, it. Get in this thing. <laughs> sometimes I've had one where the guy's like, well, I'm going to sit down and you push it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> um, just going back a little bit there, so you had obviously mentioned uh, using a cane, and yeah. you know, as a person who's blind, obviously, if you're going to be getting around um, independently, then mm -hmm. you're going to be using the cane, right? Um, but I do think it's an important point to to um, say that people who are low vision. Um, can also benefit from having a cane, even if it's not a cane for you know walking, but an, an ID cane instead, sure. which just identifies the fact that they have a vision impairment. Um, so you know it's got the the colours on it and everything, and mm -hmm. um, that way you know it's gonna allow you potentially to get around more safely. For example, you know airports can be crowded places. Mm -hmm. You know if if you uh, if you have peripheral vision loss and you're not seeing people at the sides and you kind of bump into people or whatever it might be, then the cane is going to make it obvious, you know, why, why that might be happening. Yeah. Or yeah. even if you just kind of like, once you get into the airport, you need assistance, as Corey was saying just then, you know, if you do have the cane, then people are more likely to come up to you and offer yeah. assistance. They understand like why you're asking for assistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think um, just using a cane in general could be, could be uh, beneficial. Now, obviously, that's always a personal choice, you know, mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's definitely something to consider and those who aren't familiar with the id canes they're, they're just kind of like the traditional white canes but they're slimmer and shorter and you don't you don't put them on the ground you're just going to be holding it sure yeah so um okay we have a long uh comment in the chat here from dawn so let's read this one out uh with a seeing eye dog kennel wait a minute, let me see if i can get this with a seeing eye dog comma kennel comma check on and carry on luggage um i have found it oh so, Okay, okay. I have found it easier to hire a limo company uh, referred by your airport that will drop you off at luggage drop-off for the airline and pick you up at luggage pickup. I love the idea of a limo, by the way, so I'm 100% on board with this. <laughs> yeah. um, personal guidance and allowed extra baggage can make shopping trips prior to the destination, etc. Very easy for them to locate me with my seeing eye dog and in Europe a lot of businesses demand ID proof that your service animal was trained at a legitimate dog school 
this also avoids possible challenges. Wheelchairs, I explain, I do not want my dog's paws to get rolled over. That's a great way to do it. Uh, most people are not trained to push a person with a dog walking uh, on the side. Cool. Yeah, so, absolutely. Don, it sounds like you're a high flyer just cruising around the world like yeah. <laughs> all the time, uh, hiring limos, <laughs> getting uh, first class travel. Um, I don't know what, you, what you're doing in your life, but it sounds pretty good. <laughs> so uh, good stuff. Okay. Uh, anything else to say about that for the moment? There is a couple of other things I want to hit on here, but anything one, else for yeah, you to say? One other thing we didn't, uh, we, we said that when you kind of go in, the, uh, one reason you might want to go up to a human uh, for the boarding uh, piece yeah. is to get that pre-boarding pre right, uh, status. Right, right. Now, this is not, again, this really does come down to a personal preference. I, I know uh, many people who are blind who are like, nope, I just, uh, I... I have no problem boarding whenever my boarding is. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Um, and there's others who appreciate that going and getting that pre-boarding um, status. So that's going to allow you to board absolutely first. So mm -hmm. that very first group of people who are going down, um, you're on that uh, on that uh, in that group. So it's it makes life a little bit easier going down the jetway, getting onto the plane, finding your seat. Yeah, because uh, presumably, like I mean, presumably somebody would kind of guide you to your seat, and there's not like a bunch of people trying to board the plane at the same time. Yeah, so. and and you also then don't have to worry so much about if you know if you're in the uh, middle seat or if you're in the window seat, and somebody's already in the aisle, and mm -hmm. then they've yep, got to yep, move, yep, and yep, 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 yep. you know, it just does make life a, a little bit easier. Um, one other thing to mention too, when booking your tickets, depending on which airline you're you're flying. Uh, I usually fly Southwest. Uh, the reason I like Southwest is because you don't have seat assignments. Mm -hmm. And so I always just um, get on the plane first usually. Yep. And then I can get that front row seat the best for the dog if, I, if I'm traveling with, with, with Hayden. I can get uh, right at the bulkhead there so I've got a little bit more extra space if I want them or if I'm mm -hmm. back. Whatever row I want. Yeah. Um, but if you're going a different airline, American Airlines, United, whatever, you can... Um, also, you know, let them know that you have a dog guide and they'll typically uh, find assist and find, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, there is also the potential in airports for beacons. Oh, yeah. Now, this is a bit of a gray area because not all airports are going to have these. Mm -hmm. And um, even if they do, you won't necessarily know which beacon uh, system they're using. So for those who are not familiar with beacons, uh, we're basically talking about small uh, kind of Bluetooth-enabled devices that uh, your phone can communicate with, and they can act as kind of a guidance system to mm -hmm. get around buildings. Um, so you might be able to, for example, uh, log in to a uh, beacon um, app and kind of review a place first. Um, before going there mm -hmm. and then once you're there you can use the app and tell it where you want to get to and then by communicating with these beacons it can guide you to a specific area so you know potentially they are uh, beneficial for independent uh, travel mm -hmm. um, however like i say it's a bit of a toss-up at the moment because you don't know if an airport will have them and even if it does uh, which system it's using and even if you know those things you know you don't necessarily know that those beacons have been appropriately maintained because yeah, just say, uh, yeah <laughs> a, no a number of them require batteries and those batteries have to be changed and yeah. they have to be changed quite regularly um, so it might be that you know you have a few missing beacons and now all of a sudden <laughs> you're just lost in the middle of 
yeah. the terminal and you yeah. have no idea where you are. So I'm not sure that that technology has really matured to a point where it's um, as useful as it could be. Um, but um, you know, I assume that people are still working on it. I mean, um, back when I was uh, working in a previous position, I was um, kind of talking with some of these Beacon people and. You know, uh, I know we have some beacons set up here at Vision Forward and everything, mm -hmm. um, but they've never really, you know, been uh, super useful um, for, you know, for in my experience, mostly because of the maintenance issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. It's, and, and it's just hard to know which app. Exactly. You know, you got five yeah. different apps now, and yeah, that's it. I know uh, O'Hare at one point. Uh, was in talks to have beacons installed. Mm -hmm. I completely forget what the uh, <laughs> the system was, um, and I don't know if it was installed. So that's completely yeah. uh, useless knowledge, really. Um, but uh, you know, you could always do a quick Google search and see if maybe there were beacons in, in an airport that you were going to, um, just on the off chance. But mm -hmm. I think really that the techniques that you've already been talking about, Corey, are probably the better things to rely on, really, sure. uh, rather than the beacons at this point. Yeah, okay. yeah, I agree. I okay. Agree. All right, so we're at the airport. Now, we're sitting at the gate. We well, why not? We're sitting at the gate. We've got our soda. Got a couple hours. Got a couple of hours to kill, but before we kill those, we do need to make sure that our flight is running on time. Woo! Yeah, because we don't want to be sat there for two hours and then uh, nothing, and then board a plane, and then it turns out it's not our plane I, after all because everything's yeah. been delayed. I refuse to fly in and out of O'Hare anymore. Uh, because every time I go to O'Hare, there's always gate changes, constant gate changes. That's and a fair I, point. God, does it drive me nuts. And I, and I doubt it's just O'Hare. I bet you could probably say that about most big international yeah, airports. Yeah, I would have said, but, I would have said so. You know, as somebody with a visual impairment, doesn't matter if you're blind or low vision, those gate changes or, or gate, uh, flight delays can really be a problem. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they don't typically announce it. Sometimes they will, depending on you know if someone's working the gate there, um, but they are typically up on a screen. Yes. Now you know I'll let you you know potentially we can talk about some low vision mm -hmm. uh, tools for that. But if you have you know really no usable vision, how are you going to stay up to date with those? Well, I recommend using. There's a lot of good apps out there that can uh, track your flights for you. I use uh, TripIt is the one I prefer doing. And I like TripIt because I can easily import my entire vacation or trip into it from airline tickets to hotel confirmations to ride, whatever it might be. Any reservations I can import right in makes this really nice itinerary for me. <laughs> and then uh, right there, you've got all of your, your gates, all of your flight statuses, and then you get push notifications and emails anytime something changes. If the gate changes, if there's a gate update, if there's a flight delay, if there's a flight that's pushed up, whatever, doesn't matter. And a lot of times you get those before they're even posted up on the board. Nice. Um, you know, you're getting those quite quickly. Mm -hmm. You've got a smartphone. Now you've got ways to stay on top of of any of those changes. And uh, that is a free app, is it? TripIt. TripIt's a free app. Okay. There's parts of it that are free, and then there's the TripIt Pro. Uh, that you can pay a yearly amount for, and that's going to give you some extra features. Mm -hmm. uh, Flight Tracker is another good one. There's a number of of, of, of them out there. If you do a, uh, go to your app store of choice and do Flight Tracker, uh, you'll find a bunch of them in there, and you can kind of play with one that might make the most sense to you. Just make sure before you travel anywhere that your phone is fully charged. Well, that's a set, and that is a good little thing that we didn't add, but a, a good extra point here is if you're using your cell phone 
for all of the things we've talked about, flight tracking, IRA, you know, using it as G for GPS, getting mm -hmm. ride shares, it is mandatory that you have a battery, a portable battery bank with you. Yes. You can pick them up from, you know, anywhere, Amazon, AT Guys has a great uh, accessible ba uh, uh, battery bank. And those are a must-have because yeah. now you can plug in and power up while you're waiting, while you're on the plane, wherever. Um, you know, anyone who uses their smartphone um, and anyone who uses it to start relying on it more than just a phone, mm -hmm. uh, you quickly learn like, oh yeah, I need, ba I need yep. to make sure I have battery. 100%. Um, okay, so we have tracked our flight. Now let's just quickly um, talk about some low vision stuff yeah. here. Um, so uh, we've been obviously mo mainly focusing on um, the blindness. Although, I mean, to be fair, all of these things apply really to everybody. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, but um, just in terms of kind of spotting some of the, the things on, you know, the electronic boards, for example, um, there are obviously devices which can assist with, with uh, distance viewing and those could be optical or electronic. So uh, on the optical side of things, obviously we could be looking at handheld uh, monoculars. Uh, so handheld telescopes, mm -hmm. which will allow us to see in the distance. Now, the tricky part with telescopes is twofold. Um, they reduce the amount of light uh, that's hitting the eye. So the image can be kind of dimmer and harder to see. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously the main thing is the field of view is, is restricted. And the, the stronger the power of the telescope, the smaller the field of view will be. Now that will mean also that it has more magnification, uh, but Trying to actually locate a specific thing can be difficult with a higher power telescope. So, um, you know, if you're already using one, you already know what it's like and you'll know that you can rely on it. If you haven't used one before, don't just buy one off Amazon and assume that it's going to, yeah, you know, uh, sure. be the perfect tool because don't, uh, they don't wait till you start traveling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, they do take some practice uh, and so on and so forth. Um, but they can be very helpful. They're very lightweight. You can put them around your neck and uh, easily carry them mm -hmm. around with you as you go. When you want to see something in the distance, for example, a lot of those those electronic boards tend to be up on kind of mounted from the ceiling mm -hmm. um, so they're kind of up there you know so even if you're up kind of right where it is it's still above you and a distance away so just uh, holding up your telescope to take a look at that and hopefully you're able to locate your flight mm -hmm. uh, and uh, see, if, see where the gate is or if there's been any changes and so on and so forth now there are electronic solutions as well and we've talked about them on the show before so there's a number of wearable devices which can be helpful um, for seeing things in the distance and um, with those devices, you would obviously have them on your head and they will allow you to zoom in. Now they do have their own benefits. You are probably looking at a wider field of view compared to a handheld monocular. Uh, you are probably looking at a brighter image um, and further options for adjusting that image through kind of changing color or contrast and things like that. Mm -hmm. So potentially a device like that could again be useful. Now a number of those devices are not designed to be walked with and so uh, you would have to stop put the device on or hold it up to your face, look at what you want to see, and then kind of, you know, take the device down again uh, before you start walking. Some of them you are able, uh, are able to walk with, but in general, I'm going to say, um, you know, they're not the best for, for, for use while walking. So um, those could be a good option. And there are even uh, kind of handheld electronic magnifiers that have a distance function as well. So um, the Explore 8, for example, or the Compact 10, um, you can close the stand on those and they will switch to a distance mode and you can go ahead and hold them up and zoom in on things as well. Mm -hmm. um, the only downside to those is the level of distance magnification you're going to get might not be um, too much and also it can be difficult to try and hold them steady enough you know to read things in the distance. Um, sure. But one thing you can do with those is zoom in, take a picture 
and, uh, and then kind of look at the picture so it's a bit more stable. And indeed, you could do that with your smartphone as well. So if you have a good smartphone camera, you might be able to zoom into the distance, snap a picture, and then hopefully bring it up to your face and yeah. see. Or utilize uh, magnification. Yes. And then magnify that image too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a number of different options there for, for spotting things in the distance, some of them more high-tech uh, and some of them less high-tech. All right. Um, so we've talked about pre-board. So yes. we're, we're basically on our plane at this point. Woo! Let's do it. Things are going we're very well. Somewhere. We're about to get somewhere. Uh, where are we going on this trip, by the way? Do we, know? we are going to Turkey. We're going to Turkey, mm -hmm. home of the Turkey. Mm -hmm. And um, we... So it's a long flight. I mean, Turkey, we're probably talking, I'm going to guess 10 hours? No idea. 11 hours, 10, 11 hours? Sure. Let's say 10, 11 hours. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's, a long old, it's a long old flight there. Um, okay. So we need to keep entertained on the flight. Right? Sure do. Flights are boring. They're very boring. Um, entertainment is paramount. So, Corey, how are we staying entertained while we're flying? Well, you got a couple different ways, depending on if you want to pay or not. So you can use your smart device, iPad or uh, your tablet or, or cell phone and pay and connect to the flight's uh, Wi-Fi. Indeed. And typically when you do that, you then get uh, access to a lot of their video content. Although the last time I flew to Florida uh, back in October mm -hmm. and I didn't use their Wi-Fi and I was still able to access some of their online, uh, some of the uh, entertainment content, TV hmm. shows and movies. Interesting. Um, so, you know, so, so they, the uh, flights themselves, the planes themselves typically have some. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, come prepared. So, you know, obviously you, if you want to watch something um, and you've, you've, you've got Netflix or you've got Amazon Prime or you've got Hulu or you've got uh, Apple TV, you don't want to just get on the plane and go uh, hop on their Wi-Fi and pay and then look yes. for a movie. Right. Typically, what you want to do in advance is download uh, uh, some of that content for offline viewing. Mm -hmm. So most of those apps will allow you to tap a download button so that, that that TV show or that movie is brought onto your device so that when you are in airplane mode or you have no Wi-Fi, you can still watch that content. Yeah, I just want to talk about those Wi-Fi situations for a second there, because mm -hmm. in my experience, um, with some planes now, they don't have any kind of... Um, okay, well, it could go two ways. Number one, they may have content which you access using controls on the seat, mm -hmm. and there's a screen in the seat in front of you, and none of that is... And none of that's accessible specifically, but you, you could just use the channel change buttons to switch through channels sure. and maybe find something that you sure. want to. Other ones have uh, Wi-Fi that you connect to. You don't pay to connect to the Wi-Fi, but the only thing that you can connect to is the uh, their own kind of entertainment service. Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, it's a little bit more complicated because you would have to use an external device to access that stuff, and then you'd have to use you know a screen reader, for example. Sure. And you know maybe that stuff is accessible. In your experience, has that stuff been pretty accessible? The, the couple I've tried has been fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Not great, but it was. I mean, I could find stuff and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I have to have the skills in order to connect to that stuff mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. at that point so it does get a little bit more complicated um, but that's Wi-Fi you're not paying for because it's sort of part of the kind of entertainment on the plane but then if you want to reach outside websites yeah, you know, emails it's that, or what, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. it's at that point that you're going to start paying for your internet usage so if you are streaming video on Hulu um, connected to the plane's internet then um, that could be and that it's could pretty, be pretty slow too <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so not the best experience 
Uh, now, uh, obviously, Dawn with her limousine oh, and sure, her yeah. uh, first-class travel. She's, she actually uh, has actors and actresses from the shows <laughs> come and do that live for her. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, for, for the rest of us, then, uh, it's probably <laughs> it's probably best not to try and uh, use the planes. No, I would, I would recommend using your device. And if you're not a smartphone user, then you've, you know, you've got your potentially could have a Victor Reader Stream or a Victor Trek. Have some content that's preloaded on there. If it's some bar, you know, books from Bard or books from Audible or any other, you know, Bookshare, whatever it might be. I highly, what I find whenever I travel, I always do this. I always load up my devices with way more stuff than I ever need. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I just feel like, you know, you never know what you're going to want to watch or listen to. Exactly. And then when you're there, you're stuck. You only you only have access to whatever you came prepared with. So I always have way too much because then I feel like, okay. And I find for me, too, when I fly, I can't do the same thing for two hours straight. I, I, I got a hard time. I even have a hard time sitting and watching a whole movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll break, watch a, uh, listen to a book for a while, a TV show, come back to the movie. Uh, so it's nice to have a, a, a selection. Yep, totally agree. And uh, you could even go even more low tech. So the Victor Reader, for example, you know, you would still have to get the books onto mm -hmm. the Victor Reader, and obviously own a Victor Reader in the first place. But yep. I mean, you could take the uh, the talking book player onto a plane as well. In yeah. which case, you'd want to make sure that you do kind of load up, uh, get Charge a cartridge with ten yeah, books on, sure. and you know, have it um, have it charged. Bring a laptop on if you want. If that's got my some, other thing. Yeah, yeah, audio games that you've got loaded up. If yep. you like to play audio games or um, you know, if you've got music or some stuff on your computer, you can always just bring your laptop. Yeah, so that might be a great way to do it if you uh, if you have a laptop that you like, because mm -hmm. you can easily load up a bunch of entertainment on there. And a lot of these uh, these international flights now do have uh, power sockets as well. Yeah. So yeah. you can just uh, plug up your device, even if your laptop doesn't have great battery life. You could plug it up and uh, and go ahead and keep yourself entertained yeah, for the flight. Absolutely. There. Uh, let's say Dawn says, in first class you get pl uh, plenty of offered entertainment, movies, music, etc. Uh, and uh, you also get noise cancellation earphones. Oh, there you go. Wow. You get everything. <laughs> Massages. <laughs> yeah, right. Is there somebody usually is fanning you with big grape leaves? Oh, obviously, and, yeah. yeah. Foot, foot rubs. Yeah. I actually, so uh, a quick side note, I've only flown first class once. I was coming home from CSUN. Uh, a couple, of, it was probably 10 years ago at this point. And it wasn't even, I mean, all it was was like the front row seats were just a little bigger instead sure, of three. Sure, it sure. was two. So I wouldn't even consider this yeah. first class. But I'm sitting next to a guy and he flies, you know, I, I fly first class all the time. I'm like, oh, cool. This is my first time. He's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll take advantage of everything. <laughs> So they come out with the uh, warm cloth, the warm wash rags. I'm like, oh, sweet. And he's like, these are too wet when they get them. So what you want to do is wring them out. I'm like, well, where? And he goes, oh, just right on the floor. It's first class. And I'm like, you just wring the water on the first floor? Uh, right on the floor? And he goes, yep, that's, that's where we do it. And I'm like, all right. That's what you call living the dream there. Yeah, exactly. And that's why the rest of us live in misery. Yeah. <laughs> and it ran all back to the plane. All exactly. Everyone <laughs> else like, where's all this wall coming yeah. from? First class! <laughs> Um, yeah, on the international flights, uh, the first class is very, very different. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. You get the big pods. That's where um, you want to do first class. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. 10-hour yeah. flight. It's my dream to fly, fly first class to England, but the best I ever get is Economy Plus. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like to send donations in so I can fly <laughs> so you can first, go first class, plan. please. <laughs> sure. That's funny. Okay. So we've got to our final destination. 
and uh, we have seven minutes left here. We get to our final destination. Yeah. There's really one other thing that we didn't mention today. Oh, please, please. And and it really it, it this this tip ties both when you're landed and you're in your at your destination, but you can actually use this tip before you even leave too. Okay. One thing I like to use is GPS apps sure. or your 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 GPS device, your Trek if you've got it or whatever it might be explore your environment before you even get there. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I love being able to sort of virtually move myself to the hotel I'm staying at and see what's around within walking distance, what restaurants, what grocery stores. Um, you know, it's a really good way to sort of uh, get, uh, 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 get comfortable with your environment before you even get there. Uh, so that when you do get there, you can be like, oh, I'm looking for such and such a restaurant because I know it's within walking distance. I know it's down the street this way. That's a great um, tip. So it's a really cool way both, again, to, to know what's around you, but then also to know how to get to those things uh, before you get One there. One thing with that is, um, so if you're traveling internationally, you're going to want to make sure that your cell service is going to be available in the country that you go to. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's so you good, might, good thought. Yeah, yeah so you might want to call your cell phone company um, check you know if you're traveling internationally International, does your plan support yeah does your plan support it? are you able to yeah. connect to a network wherever you're going um, you know so if you're using GPS you'll know that you can uh, use your phone but yeah. let's say that um, that you can't get cell service out there um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't use your GPS because you could download maps Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the country that you're going to, and then uh, kind of use it offline in that way as yeah, well. Absolutely. And I think you could probably do that with a, a device like the Trekker Breeze, for example, as well, which is get you the know, maps ahead of time. Yeah. Yep. So um, with the Trekker Breeze, which is a GPS, you know, specific device, um, you could get the maps beforehand. So you might just need to be a little bit prepared there um, if you're thinking about using a yeah. device like that. Make sure you've got the appropriate maps before you uh, before you travel. And I think you know, uh, cell phone wise too, if your company doesn't support international, that either you always have the ability. To, to buy a sim uh, international SIM card when you get there, mm -hmm. be a different phone number than you're used to using. But you know, you can just pop in a, a SIM Although, card. Although saying that, I assume that you would need an unlocked phone in order to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of time. Yeah, you're right, and you would, you would. Yeah. But I think one of the things you just said at the end really should be the kind of the the takeaway from today is being prepared. Yeah. Everything we talked about today is all about being prepared to travel, from knowing what your options are to knowing what your solutions are going to be, making sure you have enough you know, entertainment, making sure you know how you're getting from one place to another. It's all about being prepared. The better prepared you are, uh, the better your travel is going to be. And th that's true no matter if you're sighted or visually impaired, yes. but more so if you're blind or visually impaired. And that's why the Boy Scouts are such good travelers. Yes. They really are. They really are. If you know a Boy Scout, then make sure wherever you go, you take them with you. Yep, because they're always they're prepared. always going to take you to the woods and go <laughs> camping point. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's fun. You know, so but if fun. you yeah, if you want to go to Paris, that's a different story. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, that has been traveling. I hope that it has been useful and or entertaining. And uh, if it hasn't been, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> hopefully it has been. Thanks. Please don't travel somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you, uh, everybody, for your comments. They have been very illuminating. I didn't look up what next session was. Oh, neither did I. Next mm. session is going to mm. be a surprise. Uh, you can yes. go to the website and see it. It's going to be yes. very good. It'll though. be a surprise for us, but you can look it's on be the, one of the uh, best one we've done. Most likely, you can look on the schedule <laughs> beforehand by going to vision-forwards.org 
forward slash tech talk live and then clicking on the link for the schedule mm -hmm. you will be able to find out what is coming up in two weeks time because we don't know uh, and last four weeks time and four weeks and, and six. many yeah for the rest of the year in yeah. fact that's how far we're going forward uh, quick last comment from Dawn here stay loyal to the same airlines hotels use their credit cards and save their frequent reward points so you too can take your dream vacation like I did to France and Spain good luck thank you Dawn you uh, I will definitely take you up on that we do use a uh, United credit card. So oh, good for I you. did get almost free flights to the UK for my wife and I. Nice. Uh, which was nice, yep. So uh, there's definitely something to be said there. Uh, Susan Egolt from Vision Forward uh, says the Google. The, the next uh, topic is Google Docs and Sheets with a screen reader. Corey, hope oh. you're ready for that one. Yeah. Corey may have, some, right. uh, may have some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm an expert in everything. Okay, you should he's know an that. Ex he's an expert already. Don't so. ask me any questions. Quick, stop, <laughs> stop the stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget, everybody, we do have a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel can be found at youtube.com forward slash infocustechnology. And yeah. at the YouTube channel, we do have a number of videos, including these shows and also um, some pre-recorded uh, other content as well. There's yeah. Actually, we have a lot of videos on there at this point. So if you're interested in anything to do with assistive technology or just vision loss in general, it's probably a good resource. So again, youtube.com forward slash in focus technology Wonderful. and with that we will bid you adieu and see you in two weeks adios thanks for joining us for another tech talk live if you enjoyed Corey and luke's antics join us again in two weeks to register, visit vision-forward.org slash tech talk live.